Sideline Podcast has a brand new presenting sponsor. White Walls Creative Studio will help you with your visual identity, logo branding, digital marketing, social media, community management, etc. If you're interested, please go to www.whitewallscs.com, C for creative, S for studio. And on Instagram, go to White Wall Studio, reach out to them, and get the best branding for your new business. Hello, everyone. This is the third episode of... Sideline Podcast. How are we doing today? Hey, we're excited to talk about the new episode. We're going to be talking about athletes who went broke, who filed for bankruptcy, and we're going to bring you the details, self-awareness, and ways in which athletes should invest their money and have funds for whenever their playing careers are over, they're not financially struggling. So... I'm excited and about this one. What are we sipping today? What are you sipping? I'm sipping What's on some sip? wine, like always. How about okay. you? Okay, what kind of wine? Uh, just Merlot. Merlot, okay. I'm sipping on, don't judge me, some caramel whiskey. Ooh, okay. Caramel whiskey on the rocks. Okay. So, you know, if my voice starts going smoother and smoother, you know what, you know what we mean. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna blame the whiskey for that one. Yeah, blame the whiskey. Okay, okay. So uh, talk to me about something. Whenever we were doing the research, what popped up about facts or someone that you looked up to uh, when it when it comes to bankruptcy and athletes going broke? Well, first of all, I did not know. That was so common. Did you know that that was so common? Because I didn't. Like, I thought, like, once you're, like, out there and you're loaded, like, there's no reason to, for you to be, like, broke. But actually, it's more common than I actually thought it was. So that's the, the my biggest surprise about it, um, that it's super common. I found out that 78% of NFL players go into some kind of financial struggle after um, they're within the two years of leaving, you know, their their league or team or contract or whatever. So it's actually pretty common. It's a big problem. So, you know, I'm excited to go into this and, like, figure out why this keeps happening. What yeah, no, I, I knew it was a big thing. Like, uh, I've been following this for a while. And, I mean, NFL is probably one of the first – that comes up, then boxers, yeah. and then, I mean, any athlete. I mean, there's a lot of baseball players going bankrupt yes. after they retire. I mean, the thing is that they don't understand that the average, and, and I'm talking baseball right now, the average right. uh, baseball career, MLB career, is five years. In five years, uh, you're still in arbitration. You're still not making the millions. So whenever you end up... With the, I mean, whenever you uh, finish your career with only five years, you didn't make that much money. I mean, it's not like you didn't make it that much money, but it's not enough <laughs> if you don't spend it wisely. So yeah, right. Like it doesn't last as long as you like, you know, as you think. I guess it will last. Like, 
I didn't know, but obviously, like you said, for the MLB, but also for the NF uh, NFL, it's lower because it's only 3.3 years. That's nothing. That's like super quick. So as fast as the money comes, as fast as the money goes. So exactly, exactly. So and it's crazy. You gotta realize that you gotta realize that uh, in case you get an, a divorce or maybe two, that's a big chunk of your money going away. If you come with an, a, a second divorce, that's another big chunk of your money. And then you got to pay child support. You know, you got to pay taxes. Exactly. You know, it's a bunch of things that come up and athletes do not know or they're not uh, aware of this. And that's when bankruptcy comes after they're, they're, they're done with their career. So, so can we... The, that was very much my opinion because that's what... Or you're, but like I think that many of the reasons that you just mentioned are like re actual reasons why this happens. But do you know the? And I, again, it's so obvious, but I didn't think about it um, before I like started reading about it or going a little more into depth. But do you know what is the main, like the number one reason why they, you know, people start like struggling a little bit with their money when they're athletes. I mean, Tell the me number what. one Make thing... Make a guess. Yeah, my, my guess would be that they just simply partnered up with the wrong guy. That, no. That, no? Wrong. Okay. The main thing is these athletes, most of the time, are trying to support their families financially. And by families, I mean parents, sister, cousin, aunt, all these people like expecting something out of them. And that's the number one reason why most of the time they start struggling financially because they think that money's never going to stop coming. They, you know, and I, I admire this. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, but you have to be a little more um, considerate when spending your money because it's not going to be there forever. So I thought that was, you know, very interesting. I'm not against I'm not against you supporting your family. If you're making that type of money, I feel like it's a blessing that you're able to support your family. But my thing is that like before you do that, you gotta set up a system that allows you to do that. For example, exactly. if you're making X amount of money with the NFL, you better invest that money that way now you have four, five, three, whatever it is, sources of income. That way you could provide for your family. Because right. let's let's be honest, if you were a professional athlete, if I was a professional athlete, I feel like we all would love to support our families in any aspect, either housing, right. traveling, just things that they want or just luxury. I mean, it's everyone's dream to support your family. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just exactly. like you got to support, you got to build just a system before you, before you do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fact. Um, can we go a little bit into like the more of the, I guess I want to go more into the actual statistical real reasons why they go broke or they file bankruptcy because it's like both. You can, can you, can you, as a matter of fact, can you explain that a little bit? Because going broke and filing for bankruptcy is two different things. Like it's not the same. Okay. So, So, so I want I, you, you know, I looked up uh, can, a bunch of, can we of, clarify that a little bit? Okay. So I looked up you a bunch of, you do, you do a lot, you follow that a lot. So I want to know. 
So, um, I know that one of the first things that come up whenever it's bankruptcy, uh, the, one of the first things that is, is divorce. I mean, athletes get divorced. They, they live this high life lifestyle or this luxury lifestyle. And for some reason or another, sometimes their marriage ended up being, you know, a broken marriage and the divorce comes up. That's number one. Boom. A big chunk of your money goes away. Number two, Let's say you get into another divorce or you got to pay child support. Boom. That's another okay. chunk of your money. Number three. Let's say you get into a business. You get into an industry that it doesn't fit your brand. And you just make, you're just doing it because there's, you know, there's money involved in there that there's lucrative. So you get involved in it, but it doesn't fit you and you end up doing a bad business, which, you know, it happens to everyone. I'm not saying you're, you know, it, it's, it's just life. So... Whenever yeah. you, whenever you look at the facts, first divorce, second divorce, then child support, then you do a bad business. That's a pretty big big chunk of your money. And if you're only playing, yeah. let's say, three years or five years, man, you don't have that much. And the like, girl, you know, and the girl that or the boy that you're divorcing takes half of it. Whoa. I mean, he's he's li he's living nice. That after is suspicious. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's living nice after that. I mean. But also, and, and this is pretty obvious, and we've said it before, um, and it's something that it's, you know, out there and, like, in everyone's faces, but obviously the extravagance. Like, when we have to understand and talk about the fact that when people are buying these ridiculous houses and they're buying these extravagant cars and they're, you know, buying clothes and things like that, especially, like, Uh, properties and things like cars they don't really pay that like upfront like cash so it's like a lot of times it's like their credit cards right or loans and things like that and they just really don't understand or maybe they just have like peer pressure you know kind of like feeling like they have to belong to this new society that they're being put into because of their success um And they feel this pressure, so they start, like, spending money without thinking about it. But I just want to reiterate the fact that this stuff is, like, not necessarily, like, cash that they have just to, ex you know, spend around. It's more like loans, credit cards, things that you start falling into debt for. Um, or jewelry or things like that. So it's not... Just cash that you have to spend is a lot of times it's debt that you start falling into that then you cannot get out of. That's what I was trying to go to. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a little bit about everything. So there's some other athletes that get involved in way too many monthly payments because you know they could afford it at the time, but they don't realize that that is that is out of their budget. Like yo, that's out of your budget, bro. You can't be getting into that much debt. You you're making. The revenue per month, but like you gotta, you gotta play it safe, man. You gotta invest your money wisely. That way, that money gives you baby money, and that baby money you could actually right. afford to lose. But it's just uh, knowledge and wisdom that these athletes yep. need to get, and that's why we recommend since the episode one that they need to build a team, advisors, agents, uh, lawyers, all of that. You got to build a team. That way you don't get into this type of situations where you're losing your money and you're going bankrupt. So that's my take. That's true. That's true. That We've been saying that since day one. Um, 
another thing, um, and it's, I don't know if we, um, well, you did mention on that, and it's, it is a divorce, but also the very small earning window that they get, um, a lot of times it's a contract that they get this like crazy amount of money and they get it into, you know, monthly payments. They get it at the end of the year, but they also get like, um, like bonuses and like things like that. And also endorsements from companies. So, but these, these really small earning windows give you like a lot of money, but they're small and they end. So I just feel like, these people don't, or when you, you know, I obviously haven't been on that position yet. Thank you. But I just feel like when these people, this euphoria on this like time that they get to the top, maybe they feel like they, this is never going to be over. Like money's never, they're going to never run out of money. And that is when, that's the start of all the problems. I feel like. Yeah. Right. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's just lack of wisdom, lack of knowledge, and just, like, a little bit of, you know, ignorant uh, from this athlete. We talked about it on the first episode where um, majority of these athletes don't come from luxury backgrounds or from a wealthy family. So whenever they get that type of money, they just go crazy with it. They feel like that that's mm-hmm. going to, you know, keep coming in forever. And that's why, that's why we recommend and that's why they should partner up with people that our experience and have the knowledge uh, to secure that money and, you know, build businesses or, or yeah, or sources of revenue that way they're set for life. So that's my take on that. Yes. Now, I am dying to go into this part because let's talk about all these famous, super successful athletes throughout history that actually have filed for bankruptcy and let's talk like a little bit about like what took them oh like you know what took them to file for it right so do you want to start go go ahead Floor so, is yours okay 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 so number one number one okay, okay. is i know where you're coming okay okay i feel like you know already so number one on the top of the list will be Mike Iron Tyson. I knew it. Okay. Yeah. This guy, this guy was a machine. I mean, this guy was the youngest heavyweight champion of all time. I think he became a champion when he was 20. Uh, massive amount of money. Uh, if, if you look at the numbers he was making, he was making like 30 millions per fight. There's no yes. reason why you should go yes. bankrupt by any means. And you had a long career. You were very successful. So how? How does a person that makes that amount of money becomes bankrupt? So doing the research and, you know, besides the research, everyone knows how crazy Mike Tyson was, how luxury and how just crazy his lifestyle was. Right. This guy used to party. Like, I think ex- that's more <laughs> yeah, just extravagant. E- exactly. Just extremely extravagant. And this guy used to just party like a maniac this guy would just invite massive amount of people to whatever event he was throwing i mean he's a he's a loving guy i i love that about him but you know it's it's crazy that you're you're playing with your money like that 
So, That's true. Uh, another thing is this guy was not probably not making any type of businesses on the side or, or investing in, for example, real estate or anything like that or from passive income. And then the last thing is that this guy was just not going wild. This guy was going extremely wild. This guy was buying tigers. So like I know I saw that on Siberian. Was it Siberian tigers? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. a, that's a little bit out of control." Not gonna lie. Yeah, but thank God this guy, you know, got got up. He got out of he got out of that, you know, struggle that he was facing out of that hole that he was uh, facing, and now he has. Some businesses, he, he built up his brand again. I mean, it's Mike Tyson. Everyone knows him. He has a podcast. It's Hotboxing with Mike Tyson. He has just exciting guests, for to say the least. Uh, he did an exhibition match not too long ago with uh, Jones Jr., which I think he made like around 10 millions. And, wow. And Can there's you tell talk- me why? No, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, and and, and there's, even talks, there's even talks about him fighting Logan Paul, so... That's going to be more than 10 really? million for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Logan Paul is going to take it, but there's talks about it, so I don't know. I don't think Logan Paul is going to be like, oh, let me just not get 10 million. You know, let me just, I'm not interested. I'll put my complete face so he can punch me right here. I mean, I uh, think like. Good. I'll take I, it. I think like uh, Logan doesn't really need the money. I think it's more for entertaining and for his legacy. But let me be honest, if I was Logan, I'll be scared as fuck. I am not fighting Mike Tyson to say that I am not facing that guy. So You're right. You're right. That makes sense. Um Did you come up with someone else? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Why this is like super out of topic, but I'm always like wondering why are boxing fights so expensive? Like, I just don't think that any other like sport, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's a one man show, but like, why are they paying like these athletes or celebrities like Logan, Paul, um, this ginormous amount of money for like one night? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird. I, I just want to get your input in it, and then we can go back, because I've always wondered. That. Okay, so my take, and, and, you know, this is just my take. I feel <laughs> like, uh, okay, so any other sport you play, I mean, baseball has 164 games. Uh, I think football has, like, 16. Right. I think basketball is around 90. Boxing, you're only fighting three yeah. times a year. Like that is but, if you're and a then top I fighter. One person is one time, right? Like that's what, it. What do you mean? Like no, if you, you when you're when you're fighting against like one specific person, it's like this one time. You don't get like plenty of times to try it. No, no, no. I mean, unless you get a rematch, but that that comes with you having a name and the other guy having a name, and there's you know like some type of beef on some type of entertaining aspect on the fight. But usually you just fight them once. So a guy like. For example, Canelo, top fighter, just the face of boxing. This guy is fighting three times a year, no more than that. So that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, get it. Okay, I training get it. training camp is like eight weeks, and you only fight once, and then after that you gotta recover. I mean, you take a beating after that, so right. Y- you got a recovery. You gotta spend some type 
you know, you got to spend time with your family. So that's why they only fight three times a year. Oh, why are we asking, like, fun fact. Why are we asking Harold this? Because he has done, like, some amateur boxing in his life. So that's the right person to ask, I feel like. So <laughs> we're not just, you know, making up stuff. I'm asking with, I'm asking somebody that knows something. So, so okay. um, that was a quick fun fact time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Back shut to up, the conversation. Up. Exactly. Um, <laughs> another okay. thing is that um, the entertaining factor on boxing is just like, like the old times, like the Spartans, like the Warriors, like these guys are going toe to toe against each other. Just the, the supremacy of competition. It's either you kill or get killed, like like Nate Diaz says. So I think that's uh, that's one aspect that uh, you know brings people to you know to the seat and and makes people watch this fight. So that's why they're only fighting three times a year, and that's why they they're making this type of money. Okay, thank you for that. That was a very nice informational moment because I really, I didn't know it was three times a year. So that actually now, you know, makes sense. But every time that you hear a fight, it's like this big thing. Now I understand why, because it's just like this, you know, it's one in a, in a while. So, um, okay. Now let's go back to the conversation. I wanted to mention someone and, and it's. I feel like it's very popular as well. And it kind of, it's kind of like with this year's vibe because a couple of months ago, I don't know if it was last, no, it was this year that the uh, movie or like the documentary series of the Chicago Bulls came out of um, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, um, and all the Chicago Bulls uh, organization. So, One person that filed for bankruptcy, Dennis Rodman. If did you see the documentary? I I did you? I, I watched. Okay. Yeah, I watched the Last Dance. Yeah, of okay. course, of course. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. So, what we could you know see from the Last Dance documentary was that he was a little bit extravagant as well, right? To he say was the a least. little bit over. <laughs> a little bit over the place here and there, like he was partying. Uh, doing drugs, things like that. So it, it was it was a very euphoric moment for his career because they were you know thriving. It was they were on the top of the top, being you know he was, and but another thing of him of his and his character that stood out it that he was very flamboyant, and he was like he was breaking these stereotypes of like hair and look and things like that that nobody was doing um that's ugh, you know that's something that characterized him about it but he was i think that's something that made him make make him unique at that, at yeah, that particular stand out, moment right yeah exactly so um he obviously he went back bankrupt um he went to court to file the paperwork of bankruptcy He owed $800,000 in child support. $800,000. I know. <laughs> I see your face. Okay. $800,000 in child support. And that's just, I, that's insane. 
for me. So he he even though he was like you know TV show, he was in TV show ads endorsements movies he still went through that route because of what we're talking about. How and much did you say you he know, was in, in in child support? He owed in child support. Eight hundred thousand. Damn, he beat Hollyfield. Hollyfield okay. had five hundred thousand at when whenever he filed for bankruptcy. So, I just really want to know like eight hundred thousand. That's a lot, man. That is a lot just of money. Saying. Okay, so okay, hit me with another one. You had another one. So another one, another legend. Rest in peace, okay. uh, Diego Armando Maradona. Okay. This guy, Spanish. yeah, of course, we're, we're throwing okay. a little bit of soccer, a little bit of... We speak you know, Spanish, Latin. okay? Just uh, an FYI. Exactly, exactly. A, a little bit of Latino guy. We grew up uh, watching soccer, so we got to throw this guy in there. Um, whenever he filed for bankruptcy, it was after he, his career was over. It was in 2009. And well, can you give a little bit... Sorry. Can you give a little bit of, like, context of, like, you know, who he... Like... Not like who he is, but like kind of like his the his personality that maybe pushed him into going on, into this route. Yeah. So, like so people that don't know soccer, they yeah. know what we mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So in 2009, that's when he filed for bankruptcy. Uh, I guess the bankruptcy comes from not paying taxes. So okay, the Important. Italy, yeah, yeah, the Italy uh, when he played in Napoli in in Italy, um, he just you know he was just living lavish. He didn't pay taxes. <laughs> he was just living life, and he just forgot to you know pay the the, the Italian people their taxes. <laughs> he forgot. He chose not to. Mm, I, I don't know. We got we got we gotta we gotta see. So um, he was just yeah he was just living life. He didn't pay, and then years later. He had to pay $54 million in taxes. And that's when he filed for bankruptcy. That's when he got south. It, it went south for him, huh? Yeah. I mean, if you if you were in that situation where you just, you know, forgot, quote, to pay the taxes, maybe the best option for you is just to file for bankruptcy. I mean, it's $54 million. It's not just pocket change, you know? That's so much money to owe <laughs> in, like, debt, like, in taxes. I'm just, like, whoo, like, wow. Um, I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, I, I mean, you, you can never, like, judge these people, like, that hard because you, we obviously don't know what is to go through, like, having so much money on your bank account that you don't know what to do with it. Thank you. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Still, I still think like it's a little bit out of control, you know. Uh, yeah. You, the, the, and everything goes back to like, whoa! You should definitely have a financial advisor, you know, so they can guide you on the right path, uh, so you don't have to like face these things. But also, there's so much a financial advisor can do for you. Like they can tell you what you should invest your money on, and if you don't want to listen, that's a whole different story. So. Uh, when you are in this like position, your your ego just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. So nobody yeah. can really stop <laughs> you. Yeah. 
Another thing that I wanted to mention from this guy is, and this is just like a fun fact. So whenever he was playing for Barca uh, from 82 to 84, the last game he played, he was playing in La Copa del Rey. And okay. the Spanish royal family came to watch him. You know, this this is okay. the this is Maradona. This is the top guy at the time. Let's right. just compare him to like a Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, the Spanish royal family came to watch a game, his last game, and there was a bra where he ended up just kneeing or kicking a guy. It might have knocked him out. So, and this was on national TV. So imagine the Spanish royal family comes to a game to watch you play and you just pull something like that off. So he was just, I think he was, he was reckless to say the least. Um, okay, another person that stood out for me was Warren Sapp. We talked about it a little bit before, earlier, when we were, you know, chatting off podcast. And he's, like, obviously one of the most, like, acclaimed fit names in the NFL. But it just really surprised me um, the amount of money that he was actually that he actually earned, which was $82 million. But I just saw, like, a, a quick, like, uh, fact about it, and it was that he earned $82 million. Let's ignore the rest that I messed up. And during the, his, like, actual NFL career. But at the end, when he, when he filed for, you know, bankruptcy, his bank account was, like, many others in the real world, it was only $826. <laughs> Whoa. I know, right? So I thought that was like very, um, very surprising because you, again, 82 What would you do if you had millions in the bank and then all of a sudden you know. wake up and you have 800 bucks? Like, would you that's cry? I, would you just like leave I, the country? What would you do? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm worried because we're out here like judging these people, but like maybe I'll go out of control. I don't know. Like, you never know. But, like, again, we said that last time. If we were super rich, we talked a little bit about it. And if I was rich, I think that I would definitely try to find a financial um, advisor and try to invest so my money can, can um, do, like, multiply and actually last me forever instead of just lasting me my prime time time that I have because I know it's pretty short and I didn't know that either um, these careers in the professional athlete world are short so that's three years is nothing like that that flies by so it, you definitely need somebody to like help you invest your money accordingly because otherwise you go from unless you're like a superstar and have these like brand deals Forever, which is not going to happen when you retire, unless you're a superstar again. But definitely somebody that guides me in the right direction on how to invest my money, because I don't want to go back to being broke. But what would you what would you think about what What do you think about uh, athletes that whenever they retire, they feel like, oh man, this is over. And let for example, like let's say someone with a short career of five years, they start at twenty three, twenty four. They're not even 30 and they're like, oh man, this is it for me. Like, what do you think of it? I feel like that's just like hilarious to think that someone that young feels that is the end of their career. That's just like. Well, 
I mean, it, it is stressful because I'm, I'm just going to put it in a smaller scale and I'm going to tell you how, what your perspective to like your whole life you were practicing and training to be a college baseball player, weren't you? Yeah. You went to college. You, you play your college baseball. And then it's not like, oh, now what? But it's kind of like that, right? No, you're it's like, definitely like that. I mean, you go through like that. An I, I, through like and an you're only what, change. 19? I you're was what, 19? 21? 20? When I, when I finished college, I was like 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 21. 22. Okay, 21. You're 21. And you're like, you've worked so hard for this. And you're just like, now what? This is the only thing I know how to do, you know, technically. Talking, yeah, yeah. You know? I think you definitely go through like a identity yeah. phase, you know, where like oh, like a man, morning phase, more like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where like you don't you don't wake up like oh yo I'm a college baseball player I'm a college golf player like who am I right now I I think that happens to everyone but I think that's just insane to think that your career but or your now, life is over after after that. Now I'm taking it to a bigger scale because in that case before, we were definitely not earning money from it, right? We weren't. Mm. We were just amateur players. Now these people um, support their families, support themselves. Everything depends on this career, the only thing that they know how to do, technically. So it's like I understand where that comes from, but that's when you're financial advisor and your in, uh, investment advisor and all these things come into play because once you, as soon as your paycheck hits the first time, you should be branching out and that goes back to our second episode, Athletes Who Are Entrepreneurs and it's how to put your money, I know, right? <laughs> how to put your money out there and be smart when investing it so You don't encounter the bankruptcy situation and you can still find a purpose after your career, professional athletic career is over playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, who else uh, did you come up with whenever we're doing research? I did have one that if you're um, maybe a golfer, you would know about it. Okay. And I thought it was... Not surprising, if I can say that, because he's, like, extravagant and crazy. So, it, he is a golfer. His name is John Daly. Um, he's a very extravagant golfer. Everybody that watches golf um, and likes golf knows kind of, like, about his character. What's his name again? John Daly. He wears, like, funky pants. Okay, um, so he's, like, the like, Dennis Rodman of uh, golf? Exactly. They all fall into like this kind of like character. It's it's different. They're different than the rest. So, yes, he it's not as same as Dennis Rodman. He did dye his hair. This one is more like funky pants and he's always like making these jokes and like cigar and talking about drinking. So, you know, it's a whole character. He is a PGA Tour player. Okay. John so he's Daly. solid. He's solid. No, of course. But when he was discussing his financial issues, um, guess what was it? Gambling. Oh. Gambling. Have we touched on that? No. No, I don't think we no, touched on that. No, we I haven't. Think... 
I think, and that I think is we so must. big. I think, yeah, I think we. I think we gotta hit this. I think you missed it. I yeah. told you because I knew this was. I have this this little ace on my you know sleeve because I yeah. knew. So you just name it. Uh, I think Mike Tyson did too. I think Holyfield did too. I think Maradona did too. Uh, now this guy does as well. I think this is a pretty common factor when it comes to athletes just being. Uh, wild when it comes to money. Yeah, this dude, so um, a little bit about, like, the way he, you know, his character is, is, like, he drinks, like, 24 Cokes at a day, like, Cokes, Coca-Cola. 24 Cokes a day, so super And he's a, he's a golfer? <laughs> yes. Like a well, pro he's golfer? Like, well, yes, he's, like, he is. So, smokes, like, two packs of cigarettes a day. No way. No way. It gets better. Um, fun, big fun fact. Big fun fact. The drink, uh, like the Arnold Palmer icy, right? And the vodka is made like the, the John Daly drink. It's like on him. So it's a wild guy. I thought it was like super interesting to talk about it because he's wild. And definitely. We need to, we need to invite this guy to the podcast. Um. That would be very fun. Uh, I mean, but this yes. guy smokes cigs and he's a professional golfer. And he drinks, he a couple ciggies. What? Coke. He drinks Coke? A couple ciggies. And, and the gambling, um, going back to the last dance, that was a big Jordan issue at the time, right? Gambling. Gambling is a big problem. It can become a big, big, big problem with athletes and what they do. So yeah. um, I... I I'm glad we did not skip that. So, okay. Daly admitted, when he admitted the gambling part, he admitted that he lost so much Molly, so, so much money to gambling. Maybe Molly um, too. Maybe Molly too. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did say Molly. He claimed that he has lost more money than many other golfers had made in his career, stating that over the years, are you ready? <clears throat> Okay. He lost about ninety-eight million dollars and only won about forty-five million. Whoa! Sorry. He lost ninety-eight millions. Yes, yes, yes. From what he knows, he lost about ninety-eight million and only won about forty-five million, which means that he only truly won. About 50 million. Holy of- shit. <laughs> Damn. This guy was wild, I man. We, I know. We need, I we need knew, to bring knew, this guy to the podcast. I knew he was a character to mention because that's definitely out of control. So, now that we have, you know, uh, kind of like put these people to the ground, let's talk a little bit about how can they avoid going broke? We have mentioned it before, but let's make them a list. So in case that they, you know, become superstars, they can know what to do. So my advice, and so we've been talking about it since day one. I think you should get a team of financial advisors, investors, agents, lawyers, that way you're not going through this thing by yourself. Like, man, get get some help, bro. Get some help. Like, 
you you you're in this for the long run. Like you don't need to be doing this by yourself, and you do want to make sure that your family and yourself is is, is set for life. You don't want right. to be playing with your money like that. So get a team. Number two, get into business that fits you. That no, that it's right. according to your brand, and then. Number three that, years, that, like, that you are, wait, that's, this is very important for that, that you are interested on. So when your prime time is over, you can keep following exactly, that path, Exactly, right? exactly. And then number three, <laughs> number three, it's okay to buy luxury. It's okay to live that lifestyle. It's okay to just spoil your family. But man, set up a budget, bro. Set up a budget. Like you don't have that's to true. live that type of lifestyle. Like, uh, you know. Set up a budget. Crazy. Out of and, control, right? And if you're making that type of money, it's not like you're going to be living of three grand a month. I mean, you're still going to be living a very luxury very, lifestyle. Yes. So live on a budget, bro. Like, get 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 realistic with the numbers and know how much you can spend a month. Like, that's my that's thing. True. Um, one thing that I saw while doing research, and I thought it was very important to mention is kind of like going back to what you just said is treat yourself and then save because why a lot of these people um have uh, have struggled economically in the past right we don't know where they're coming from um a lot of them come from um low-income families right so yes treat yourself get what you want because trying to ignore the urge to splurge which is like trying to you know Buy whatever you want because you have been deprived from that before. Try to not do it because you don't want to waste the money. It's almost as bad as just wasting it all in because you you're likely to you know get in this get in this like state and then kind of like fall from the fall to the peer pressure at a point. So I think that once you you know boom first first paycheck hits. Treat yourself. Do something that you want to do. Get get yourself something that you want to get. Go on a trip. Buy yourself something expensive. Get yourself a house. Whatever makes you happy. But then you're like, okay, now time to take a step back and analyze this and talk to my financial advisor so maybe, you know, I can keep treating myself forever and not just for three years because this is going to be over eventually. So I thought that was very important. Absolutely, I would agree with that, and I I think it it depends a little bit, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it depends a little bit on the type of uh, childhood you had and the type of family right. you had and how you grew up. For example, someone that grew up with money, having a chain or having a luxury car or having a you know luxury vacation might not be. You know, something out of this world, something they're that they're just like, into. yeah, That's itching true. for. But someone that grew up in, let's say, uh, low income housing or, you know, free lunch or not be able to pay, you know, expensive things. Then as soon as they get that money, they're like, man, I made it like I'm going to spend this. However, I dreamed about this. So. Well, that's why I said spend it and then save. Like splurge a little bit, like waste it a little bit, and then and then save it. So yeah. you you can give them the opportunity to do what you just said, right? I agree. I agree. It it just depends how the how the athlete grew up and what type of family he's coming from, and you know what type of 
goals or dreams he has. I mean, we all advise to be smart with your money, but it all depends. That's it, true. Yeah, it all de- it all depends. So, um, yo, I think we did great. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. I gotta mention <laughs> this guy. I gotta mention this guy before we go. So, uh, ev- everyone that knows soccer knows this guy, Ronaldinho. This guy is like yes. a legend. This guy is like a living legend. 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 So doing the doing the research, I found out that in 2020, this guy had a rough year. This guy had a rough year. Uh, this guy was in jail for for having a fake passport in 2020, and he had to file for bankruptcy. And he was just at the very bottom. Like, think about it. This guy's a legend. This guy played for more than 10 years so i think that was pretty interesting i saw where in 2021 he had made one million dollars in just four months so after filing for bankruptcy and getting out of jail he got himself back up and in in only four months he made one million through esports and he 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 started his own gin uh drink so i think that was pretty interesting gin oh yeah, yeah i yeah. love gin yeah um well and that's that's a really good one to end with because yes he you know he faces he faced it consequences but he also kind of like uh came up and like got himself uh, back up yeah got himself back up that's what i meant yes so yeah. that's that's special because um it's it's very important to not only you know maybe you made this mistakes but being able to get back up and and face the challenges and thrive through them. So, so. Um, I think that we definitely hit a couple of great uh, points. Um, obviously, we said getting a financial advisor and and lawyers, getting, agents, and entertainers. Lawyers, yeah. Agents. When we talk about Ronaldinho, this this living legend. Everyone's favorite player growing up uh, to get in this type of position of uh, position where he's fighting for bankruptcy. That's insane. And these young athletes need to understand that they need to they need to make sure they they invest their money wisely. So um, I'm glad we talk about all these athletes. I I'm glad I'm glad uh, I'm glad we talk about all these details. And that's gonna sum it up for us tonight. Uh, this is. type of position. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Hey, before we go, thank you so much for listening. Sideline Podcast coming to you. We talk about sports, business, and entertainment. So, hey, make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, share with your friends. So, hey, thank you so much, and we'll be back next Monday. Deuces. For those of you listening right now, if you're a coach and you're struggling to get clients, I got a solution for you. I'm building up a program where you're going to 
learn how to build an audience online, how to get more clients per month, and how to build your social media. So make sure you follow me. Make sure you reach out on Instagram at Harold underscore Alvarez with double Z.